Welcome to show 78 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today's episode is with Laura from the Cloth Nappy Bureaus. <laughs> the Cloth Diaper Podcast is a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories about cloth diapering from brands, retailers, and parents around the world. I don't know why I say somewhat regular. I think it's because I've had a little bit of periods where sometimes I forget to edit a podcast, but my inbox is very full. And the only thing that keeps me from releasing more shows is just the time to edit shows. I absolutely hate editing. It's painful. And I've tried hiring a couple of people off Fiverr that did not go well. And people who are worth the money to edit are outside of my price budget. So (laughs) that's where we are at today. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I've been a cloth diapering parent for a number of years. I've written a book on cloth diapering, The Ultimate Guide to Cloth Diapers, Textiles, and more. And I regularly now, or now regularly, sometimes I consult with and support cloth diaper brands in creating social media, strategy, communications content, and anything else they really kind of need. That's I consider myself a little bit of a Jill of all trades. Today's episode is with Laura from the Cloth Nappy Girls. And this is an episode that I think everybody is going to love. What I really love about today's episode is... I think we can learn a lot from Laura of the Cloth Nappy Gurus. I really love what she's doing with her Nappy Gurus and that kind of model. That said, I haven't really done any more research into it. Like, how do the Nappy Gurus feel about it? Do they feel taken advantage of? Do they feel all these other things? Do they feel like they're compensated fairly? Those were not conversations that I had. But as we kind of look towards the future of what cloth diapering is going to look like for our industry and for our communities, I really see this need for hyper-local grass roots conversations and this returning of connecting moms to moms, parents to parents, caregivers to caregivers in hyper-local regions, in local regions, because my wash routine is not just influenced by my water, but influenced by my resources in my community, influenced by my mental health, influenced by all of these things that really are overcome when we get to chat with and see somebody else locally handling cloth diapers. So without further ado, let's head into this conversation with Laura. This was recorded in July of 2021. 2021. Wow. Yeah. Hi. So yeah, I'm Laura and uh, I'm the founder of the Nakagoris. Um, I actually, I actually set up, um, the company in 2008 so been around for quite a bit of time and I originally set it up and um, the business was set up with fillyourpants.com uh, which is the older of the two two websites and then the Nakagori's um, emerged in 2010 I think originally and then we relaunched in 2019 uh, with a whole new website and a new team and so yes, it's been exciting, and now that now the Nappy Boys is our leading is our leading um, company and, and leading brand. You have a really big team. I was on your website. You have a lot of people helping you behind the scenes. What does that What does that feel like? Did you ever expect your business to get that big? Oh no, no not at all. Um, I mean, it was set up. At, um, I actually got into cloth nappies. Um, my daughter was born in America, so. Um, I started using cloth diapers and I was very much involved in the cloth diaper community and I just absolutely loved it. I was like, yes, 
this is amazing. And then when I moved back to the UK, I was like, oh my God, I just really want to bring some of that enthusiasm and passion back with me. And and that's what I did. And I set up the business um, originally just running from home with my young daughter. And um, just, yeah, I guess the passion just rose <laughs> to the business as much as I, if I was passionate about the, the products themselves. And um, so, yeah, now we've got a team of 14 um, here at our headquarters. And then we've got just over 20 um Nappy Guru team members who are all over the UK and we've got a couple of international um, gurus uh, around Europe as well. Um, so, yeah, we're all working really hard together. A great team. Um, yeah, just, just working hard, making everything reusable and happy in any way that we can. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I think here in the United States, we're not seeing that big size operation anymore. So when I popped over to your website today and I looked at your team, I was just, I was gobstocked. I was like, what? This is, this is huge. So I guess my question is like, I feel from my perspective here in Canada that the international community, especially in Australia, New Zealand, and the UK for cloth nappies is massive. Is that, is, is that like, oh, am I, getting that right is it getting a lot of mainstream in the uk are we seeing a lot of families cloth napping what's that that kind of look like for you yeah it's it's getting there um i mean it is you know it is still niche um as you would expect um but there we over the past few years we have seen um a new type of parent come into the the cloth nappy world and and it is people are giving them a go. And yeah, I, I agree with you. The UK and, and Australia, I think, are, are really sort of leading the way. I think at the minute, which is which surprises me with the UK because we're such a tiny island, and then we've had Brexit. And, oh, we're, well, um, I was always uh, like, maybe maybe that's the perception as well. Like you guys are a tiny island, and so of course there's going to be a lot of people talking about things. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's it's the community is really really passionate and really really supportive, and we've got um we we as the Macquarie's we work closely with UK um, Mackie Alliance, so we're we're members of of that. So which I don't know if you're familiar with the Mackie Alliance, but um yeah, it's um a lot of retailers, brands all coming together, supporting each other for the great good that is promoting cloth mappies and helping them to become more mainstream. So we do a lot of political lobbying, uh, reaching out to media, um, which is, is really important. And you know, there's no point all trying to reinvent the wheel ourselves. We may as well come together and, and work together. <laughs> and that really does happen. And um so yeah, I think that that's really powerful. Um yeah, and I've yeah. heard that. Um, I've heard that from a couple of European. I had chatted with um, Baba and Boo. Yes, she me. mentioned the same thing, and I chatted with Gail from Charlie Banana, and she also yeah. really credited the Nappy Alliance for a lot of really important work. And so that's something uh, like is happening in my DMs and my conversations right now with American and Canadian brands. How can we bring this back here in North America? Because we don't have a national. The Real Diaper Association kind of collapsed a couple of years ago. And so we don't have anybody lobbying at a national level for Canada Uh, or the United States. I definitely can see why that would be advantageous. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as I said, like my my type of um, experience began in in the USA. And obviously, I'm very out of touch with 
with things over that side now. Um, but yeah, it's, I, yeah, I'd be interested to sort of have a, have a look into that. I mean, I know like some of the companies that I remember when I set up and the companies that I need to shop with in America, I don't think they're going anymore. It's just thing like, it's really changed. It's really it's changed. It's really changed. But uh, yeah. here I go. I was looking, I, I accidentally first went to the Nappy Ladies website and then I was looking at the about page and I was like, oh, there's no Laura. So I must be on the wrong one. So I pulled up our email again and I was like, but they've also been around for a long time. And I chat with Bambino Mio with uh, Laura over at Bambino Mio a lot. They've been around. There's a lot of really old heavy hitters in the UK, which is really great for an industry because that stabilization is just so important what has been like one of the biggest changes that you've seen in your cloth nappy experience over the last 13 years from when you've started your business to where you are now yeah that yeah there has been a lot of changes i don't suppose you kind of notice notice them specifically as it just <laughs> kind of evolves but okay um, but yeah i guess it is it is quite a different a different world now i mean there are a lot of lot of brands and a lot of range of brands so as you say you've got the likes of Bambino Mio and Top Spots which are huge huge companies and then particularly in the last sort of 18 months really I guess when Covid started to hit we've seen a, a lot of new brands um, popping up in the market and um, so yeah there's just a lot going on at the minute and there's there's like the whole sort of modern styles um of nappies you know with the muted pastels and the, you know sort of chic chic prints and colorways <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where it's going and, and I, I know sort of back in the day we used to see you know, when a new print came out it was like oh oh my god you know they used to buy these prints and then they were being sold on for hundreds of pounds and that side of it has has changed and we don't see that so much anymore that has has stabilized quite a lot because i think there is so many new so many so many brands and so many designs coming out all the time it's kind of saturated that side of things which i guess is probably a good thing um yeah yeah, i i uh i remember that that era i grew up i grew up I grew up, I started cloth diapering in 2015 when uh, the height of the Bum Genius lineup was really in the Bum Genius rainbow was really prominent. And so I remember seeing all of this kind of happening. I think it's so good though, for the industry, for motherhood. Like I got so caught up in that. It was not good for my postpartum anxiety. It was not good for my postpartum shopping. Uh, I love seeing this kind of like stabilization and increase of options. But also at the same time, I have so hard, difficult, I have a hard time because when someone comes to me and they're like, what diaper should I try? I'm like, here's a list of seven brands that are all very similar and you could just pick any of them and they would work great, Um, which can be very overwhelming to somebody as a new mom um, or a new parent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, you know, as Natigoris, we are completely independent. You know, we're not affiliated with any one brand and we've got no interest in starting our own brand or anything like that. So we obviously get get contacted by all of the new brands that pop up and you do have to as much as it, it's great to support a lot of small and independent brands we do have to draw a line and that is mainly as you say for the customer's perspective it's not good to overwhelm it's sort of clean and cloth up is already confusing enough when you start out you don't need to be bombarded with 50 different pocket nappies, one size pocket nappies. Um, so, you know, you do have to strike, strike that balance. And I'm happy that we, that we do do that. And you know, that, that's definitely something that's in my mind all the time, just keeping things 
fresh and new and exciting, but not overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it's so challenging. I know I consulted with a baby boutique the other day and she was like, what brand should I bring in? And I'm just like, ah, okay. And it started putting on a different thinking cap and try and think about stability on who has the best support for her as a retailer and so many different levels to ensuring that her brand would have success with a nappy brand. Um, What has been kind of your biggest challenge over the last decade as a cloth nappy retailer? Um, Maybe something that you've challenged and overcome or something that you're still struggling with? Um, Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how how much your your listenership will relate to it, but Brexit, a huge challenge for us. So we UK has left the European Union and and we, it does feel like the UK has become quite isolated. Um, yeah, that was a super niche strategy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But I, I think people understand too, because I've, I've heard that off off from other other retailers and other industries that Brexit was, yeah. a, was a headache and a half. It's not a good thing. Um, it never was going to be a good thing. So yeah, so our international, our international sales, that's, that's been a challenge and that is continued to be a challenge that, you know, because we don't just want to keep shouting out to the same people in the UK. There's so many more people that need our help and we want to be able to reach them and it, that's a real, real challenge and, and an ongoing one. Um, and I guess also, I guess going back to the, the whole getting that balance, you know, there's so many, so many things that we could do and so many things that I want to do to keep things fresh. And, and it's also that challenge of to have a focus and right. accepting that we can't do everything. <laughs> and I guess that's more of a general sort of business, um, <laughs> business challenge. You know, you want to do everything. And, and I want to do, I want to do everything. I absolutely want to do everything, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, I bring yeah. it hard <laughs> and you have to sometimes draw a line. So you when do. you think about who you are in the cloth nappy sector then what what do you what's your brand's identity then what do you want to be or where do you want to go in five years yeah so um I guess our real point is is our nappy team and that's sort of everything that we are about so you know the team that we've gathered are you know we've got such great expertise in, and in real sort of niche areas as well of, of cloth mapping. So if we get a query, we know exactly who it's going to go to and, and we know exactly who's going to be able to help. And um, so that's, that's sort of who we are really. And, you know, we, we, we put a lot of time and effort into our website and making sure that it is as user-friendly as possible um, and not trying to overwhelm overwhelm people keeping costs as simple as we can <laughs> while so, providing the information that people need so you so you have uh okay bleh. you have the nappy girls has like a set of women or i guess maybe any parent parents throughout the uk and europe and if somebody comes to you with a struggle you try to connect them with yes. the parent who might be best suited yeah, yeah, we do. So yeah, we offer like personalised recommendations. So they're answered by our team. Um, sort of pre-COVID, a lot of the team were doing a lot of um, face-to-face outreach and um, demonstrations, and a lot of our team will work with local council authorities as well in their area. Um, so they might run uh, nappy libraries, um, working with the council to promote lending kits, and their, some of them will have. What cashback and voucher schemes? Um, that's that's an area that I really want to to try to grow more. Obviously, 
<clears throat> with uh, cutbacks, a lot of the councils went, ah, we're, we're not going to promote cloth nappies anymore. And I'm saying, yes, you are. <laughs> so that's that's an area that I really I put a lot of my time into and, and really want to, to help bring back. I think it's really important. Um, that sounds so important. I think about so many of the conversations that I've had in North America lately about uh, returning to grassroots kind of conversations and getting back into the communities and getting back to that one-to-one. Um, that is such an incredible model, Laura, um, to really have that one-to-one connection. There's nothing worse than, I. My, the other day someone emailed me and I was like, I don't know how to answer your question. So what I did was find another influencer who I knew was in that space. But for you as a brand to be able to connect them and know who to connect them with, and that could be a local person, that is so advantageous, such an incredible need, I think, for that. And probably a sign of why we see so much strength in the UK NAVI system. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is important, and and it's so valuable. Um, and well, yeah, motherhood, that first first months of motherhood is just can be very daunting to be able to get to get an email from a local mom to be like, well, this is how I solve my problem, or this is how these are a few ideas that might work for us in our region. Like that would just be so impactful. Absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, although the team haven't been able to do um, sort of that face-to-face outreach with, with the COVID situation, um, obviously, if you think about the parents that have had babies during this time, and they are so isolated, and for mm-hmm. them to be able to reach out on a video call or telephone and, you know, our, our customer service here at HQ, you know, we'll have, we'll take telephone calls and, and the mums just just want to chat and you know they might want to chat about nappies but they also want to chat about <laughs> their babies yeah. and they're stuck at home on their own and and we'll, you know, we'll have telephone conversations that go on for an hour you know we're here and we want to help and we will listen and, um so yeah it, it is important and we do do our best to to help reach out to to mums when they need us as much as as much as we can yeah, you know, every now and then I feel like I get this question from people on the internet of why should I even bother shopping with a cloth diaper retailer or a, or a brand directly? And like that, that's the answer. That's why, because it's another mom on the line and you never know what's going to happen. And sometimes you just need, you just need somebody uh, and you need somebody besides your best friend. You need somebody who, who maybe is a little bit different and uh, can help listen. Um, and I, I just, I hear this story so many times from brands. You're not the only one. And I just, I love it every single time. It brings me all watery. <laughs> it makes me all watery. Um, <laughs> always. I know. And so if people are ever like, why should I shop with the Navi girls? That's why. <laughs> um, my, I think this is a great time to kind of go into my next question. I kind of thrown some questions about you in the business world because a lot of my listeners are business related. And a lot of times I do kind of want to strengthen this business in the North America. And I think that the UK and I think that New Zealand are doing great jobs. So I thought I would pick your brain and ask you, what do you, what type of advice do you have for somebody starting their own cloth diaper business or retailer? today um, from somebody who's got 10 years worth of experience in this industry what would you tell them yeah I mean I guess my I guess my advice now would possibly look a little bit different to maybe two years ago um, because there is and I don't know if this is the case 
the case in in America and, and Canada. I'm not sure, but as I said, there has been such a huge surge of new brands and retailers into the market, um, and which is great. But I know that a lot of them are going to end up getting lost um, and won't succeed. So I guess, I guess my advice now would be to really think about what the difference is with with the product or with with the brand um and and reaching out like really thinking about what, how how you're going to reach people and connecting with the rest of the existing cloth mapping community um because I, I i do think a lot of them are going to get lost um which would be a shame uh, I was going to say that everybody who comes into the market, they all have their own special opportunity to connect with a section of the consumers that somebody else can't connect with. I think every blogger who comes in, they're going to be able to connect with people who don't like me, who don't like my voice. But if they keep going after people who do like me and my voice, that does nobody wins in that situation. So they really need to find that new blogger or that new brand. They really need to find out what their voice is and who the mm. right person is and identify that. And that will help strengthen us together as a core. I think that is kind of what I grasp. And then I do worry that a lot of people are going to get lost um, if they don't, if they spend too much time chasing the, f- the same people that we're all chasing and they don't yeah. spend enough time finding the new demographic of cloth parents yeah, that absolutely. they have the unique position to get uh, because of who they are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we feel that ourselves, you know, sometimes, you know, on, on social media platforms like Instagram, sometimes it's like shouting into an echo chamber because you're, you know, you're, you're telling all the same people, um, how to use cloth nappies and they're using cloth nappies and, and you do I, I have to bring myself back sometimes because I love it I love that side of it I love I love the marketing side of it and social media I really really enjoy it but I have to bring myself in sometimes and think oh, right okay let's really think about what strategy is here and and um, and yeah making sure that, that that we're reaching those new people and how and how we can best do that in the yeah, best that's way been like them. I I consulted with somebody the other day, and it was just like, how do we, yeah, how do we get those new people? I something, yeah, I feel like I'm shouting into a void. I'm like, we're all saying the exact same thing together. Are we actually getting though? Like, <laughs> am I getting the right people for this? Yeah, it can be really challenging, which is why I'm so in awe of kind of what you had chatted about earlier about your nappy gurus and uh, them having library banks and getting in the community and doing political like they're that is so awesome and something that I'm trying to do I'm trying to prioritize I'm looking at going to conferences more and I'm looking at getting at the farmer's market more and getting like off the gram focusing more time off social media so that I can find mm-hmm. those new people but it can feel very overwhelming sometimes because you're like the gram is so easy <laughs> but it's all back down to balance again, isn't it? It's it's doing it's doing those things, but it's also doing other things, but also trying to not try to do everything. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, but there's a there's a lot going on and you do have to juggle a, a lot of different things. Um and I guess I guess, you know, my my advice to anybody um looking to join join the market is to understand that it's not easy and it does take a lot of time a lot of hard work and 
Um, you know, and I, you know, I've got two children, and my children are older now. But um, you know, I do look back and I think, you know, I started the business so that I could, you know, be at home with my babies and and do this alongside. And then I look back and I think, it really didn't happen at all. You know, I had my second child, my son was here in the office in his baby sling as I was running around trying to do everything. And and yeah, I I guess I I've, I did. I did probably miss out on on time with my children because this became such a such a beast um, and and my third baby <laughs> and I guess you have to be prepared for that you know you have to be prepared to, you're gonna have to put put that time and work in um, if if you want to get something out of it really yeah and um, we I see that. I see that a lot. Definitely some of the brands who are putting a lot of time and work in, they, they get a lot of the outcome, but what do you lose? What do you sacrifice mm. as a result of that? Um, yeah. I even like bloggers who look up to me at where I'm at. Well, my kids are now four and six and they're in school. And so I get to dedicate time that I never had before to this. Um, and sometimes making sure that you're in check with what your actual life situation is versus somebody who's 10 years ahead of you and has all their kids in school and has different times and your brain doesn't feel like it's in postpartum fog anymore and you can put together pieces like you couldn't before. Uh, don't compare yeah. yourself to where others are at. Absolutely. That is great, great advice. <laughs> yes, uh, we we definitely have a lot of the same trends about what some of the things that you've mentioned here in happening in the UK that are happening in um, Canada and the US. We'd have the same resurgence, resurgence, Upsurgence, resurgence, resurgence. We have a growing <laughs> number of new brands coming to the market since the pandemic started. Um, has the pandemic, did the pandemic help your business out? Did you find that you had a surge in nappy use? A lot oh, of people say yeah. they did. Uh, it was it was crazy. We, um, when lockdown hit initially, um, all, all the staff were at home and I was coming in with, my children, my children were packing orders. My partner was packing orders. <laughs> they were just trying because not only did all the staff have to go home, like you said, we saw this huge surge in demand. You know, the supermarket shelves were cleared of nappies, of disposable nappies. And a lot of people were looking to, to start with reusables. And we only had, you know, we, we had our warehouse full of stock, but nobody saw it coming. So we only had what we had. Um, <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah, are you going to predict a global pandemic? Mar- how do you predict that? So the March and the April, I mean, our warehouse was stripped, cleared, and, and it was and the orders were packed by me and my children and my partner. Um, so that was a really, really crazy time. But then, you know, we went for a period where we we couldn't restock on on a lot of the lines straight away because everything shut down. So, you know, we, it was it was just just really strange, really strange times. And um, you know, obviously we have seen that steady out now. You know, and and orders have have steadied, and we've been able to to gauge the demand and um and level that out. But yeah, I mean. The, business did grow ultimately it did grow and um and yeah I mean, we're looking at, at moving to a new premises now because we we have completely outgrown my warehouse supervisor came up earlier and said we've had this delivery and i just don't know where i'm gonna put it i'm like i don't know i don't know just bear <laughs> with me i'll sort it out but yeah it, again it's just evolution and you just have to adapt and and just take take things as they come and that's what we've had to do and 
and we'll continue to, to do that with whatever comes our way. But yeah, just, hopefully, I mean, hopefully we don't get a big, maybe maybe for the diaper industry we win, but hopefully we don't have to deal with a lockdown again. Are you yeah. guys out of lockdowns? We have literally, um, yeah, as of uh, three days ago, uh, restrictions eased, but I'm fully expecting it to go back. Uh, really in winter months because <laughs> COVID rates are still soaring and I'm crazy here and we just can't seem to get a grip on it so oh. yeah not, that's not frustrating <laughs> yeah. we've, um, we've just gone a whole month without a single case in my region so we're wow. feeling I'm feeling pretty uh safe maybe that's, that's right amazing that's, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, well done. <laughs> but always anxious, like if the U.S. border opens, there's all these things that you you can't control, or something could happen. Uh, and making sure that you're like adapt, being able to adapt again is sometimes always on top of mind. Uh, well, we've been chatting for about our half hour here, Laura. It was uh, fantastic chatting with you. Did you have anything else to add? Where can we find you? That might be my last question. Where can people, if they want to shop with the Nappy Gurus, where do you ship and where can we find you on the internet? Yes, so we do ship internationally. Uh, we can be found at thenappygurus.com is our website where you can order. And then obviously we have a presence on social media, on Instagram at thenappygurus, Facebook at thenappygurus. We have um, a great Facebook community um, in our in our Facebook group, the Gurus Place, um, and YouTube as well. We, we have an active YouTube channel so um, a lot of our team will film um, product reviews on there um, and really good helpful insights into you know what the nappies look like inside and uh, you know all the nitty gritty so yeah we, we value um, the video content really and we put a lot of that on the website as well so um, if somebody comes across an nappy and they, they want more information there is a video guide there so they can have a quick look and see everything going on cool that's really helpful, uh, that's a YouTube channel, um, mm. because sometimes, like, especially if you're a new mom who can't meet up with a mom, uh, pictures are not enough. No. <laughs> no, you really need to, like, see what is going on to understand. You do. So, awesome. Yeah. And you have, you guys carry, it looks like here, a wide array of products. We're not just talking nappies at the Nappy Gurus. We got eco periods, eco living clothing. So you could just go shopping and fill it up your heart's content you could buy everything for yourself you don't even have to worry about your baby absolutely yeah i mean chocolate is actually one of our best sellers people, people need a nappy and they'll stick in a chocolate bar with it <laughs> because why not <laughs> because why not exactly i would do that i think uh one of my favorite retailers she started selling like little candies as well it was like a great way to get to your free shipping threshold and um get some sweets in there absolutely. well it was super great chatting <laughs> with you laura getting your perspective about what's going on with you and your business i really like these opportunities to learn because i think that yeah as a community there's a lot of things that I watch you guys doing in the UK that are so amazing and if I could start my own business I would with your model like that is just incredible <laughs> I love those I love that girl model like I love connecting people one-on-one and I I really hope that other people other businesses could really embrace that I think it's such a win um, for moms and uh, thanks for making me tear up today and I hope that you have a good <laughs> afternoon re-listening to the show in the edit I'm thinking maybe it's time I rebrand the cloth paper podcast so many of these conversations with brands and retailers have been less about their story and more about their 
business experience? How are they thriving, striving, and surviving in a global pandemic or in a cutthroat world? Why is it that the cloth community is cutthroat? I have thoughts on that, but those thoughts I will keep to myself and not publish air on a big national podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I know that these episodes like this were a little bit less about empowering you to cloth diaper and a little more about maybe running a business and cloth diaper businessing, businessing all together. But I never know where you guys are at. Some of you listening to the show, you might be moms who had businesses before, or you might be moms looking to start a new business. The cloth diaper industry is such a weird niche and we can learn from each other whether or not we're going to be opening our own fitness studio or we're thinking about starting our own retail shop. There's so much potential right now for community-based cloth diapering. I think I've said that so much. If you think if you think you could host a course at your library, if you think that you could reach out to a local midwife, if you think that you could show up at the farmer's market and host a table for your diaper bank near you, then you should do those. I want everybody listening to this show to know that the information and the knowledge that they have is worthy and that they are capable of sharing what they know which is funny because I have so much imposter syndrome. It's not even funny, but thank you so much for joining me today on the cloth ever podcast. And I will go see you on Instagram.